0: You good? You going to just hang out? It's okay. I don't mind. (laughs) Apparently not. (laughs) Hey, I'm going to ask Earl, Childs, come on up, man. How are you, brother? Good to see you. Okay, if you don't know this, this is Earl, okay? Do you want me to say the junior? No, I'm not going to say Junior. This is just Earl. Earl Childs. Okay. Hey, Earl got baptized a couple of weeks ago, and I'm going to play this video. <laughs> Here we go. Is there a, there's a video, right? Can you just play that? I'll, I'll leave it to you. I don't know if there's sound, but you can turn it up pretty loud. great. Awesome. So how cold was that water? Was it pretty cold? Yeah. And he got you way down, didn't he? You know, the farther down you go, the more sin you get rid of. So it works it out. It works out. I'll tell you, Earl's got a great family. He's got a good family. And we were able to do this with your sister a couple of last year sometime. And And so one thing we like to do is we like to just give you a gift, and that is the the gift of the Bible. So whenever you join the family, I want to make sure that you are well-equipped, right? Because uh, just because you get baptized doesn't mean everything's going to go great. I mean, now you're kind of a target because Satan knows, uh uh-oh, another one. So put this in your mind, put it in your heart, put it in, in your body, and what you will find is that God will help you. And along the way, when you have questions, you have a whole big family out here that you can ask, okay? And we'll be watching, and we'll be helping, and we'll be encouraging every step of the way. But I want to pray for you. Can I do that? Okay. God, thank you so much for Earl, and thank you for his decision. Lord, I pray that you would put your spirit upon this man. Help him to be a powerful man of God. I pray that he will be a man who seeks after righteousness. Lord, that his words will be filled with the Spirit. Lord, that his actions will be those to, to help and to bless, and that you would pour your spirit on his family uh, and help them to bring others into the kingdom as well. We love you, and we are thankful. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, take this. Thank you very much, man. All right. God, there, I'll just give him. There you there go. God bless, brother. I tell you, I love the fact that the family of God is getting bigger every single day. And there's always room for more, by the way. It's getting bigger all the time. Um, Man, I'm so, so glad to be here with you. There is really nothing better than to begin my year once again with this beautiful church family. Um, It's a brand new year, and I hope it's been good. I hope the transition. It seems like just any other day, doesn't it? But it's kind of arbitrary. But it is. It symbolizes the passing of one year into another year. So I hope yours has been good and has been restful. And it is already January 6th, which means that most all of you have already broken your New Year's resolutions. So you did good. Five to six days. That was great. That was great. I, I, I have not broken any resolutions. I haven't quite started them yet, but technically I haven't broke them yet. But, but this is what's good. Here's the positive news is that for the next 365 days, when you are surrounded by this family, when you are in the presence of God, there is uh, always a second chance. God is the king of second chances. So 365 potential do-overs. That's pretty good. God is good. His family is good. His, his mercies are new every morning. Isn't that great? Every morning his mercy is new because his chesed, his steadfast love, never ceases. Never ceases. So if you think you're getting on his last nerve, if you think that there's no way he's going to love you again, his steadfast love never ceases. Ever. So if you think in the next few days, if you get back into that loop, you know, those mental loops that you play in your head over and over again, if you start replaying that loop that says you're not capable, that says you're not worth it, that says you'll never be the person you want to be, that says just another mistake is going to define me. Whatever loop that is playing in your head, you need to know that God's weakness is way stronger than your best strength. God is completely and totally and utterly in love with you. Every one of you. Even me. He wants you to succeed. He wants you to see the life he has to offer. And we see it all the time in this church. God has shown this church so much mercy. It's one of the things that has attracted me to you. Oh, man, He's shown you mercy. He's shown you patience. He's given our church purpose, hasn't He? He's shown us reason after reason to be here. And I've been spending the last year just getting to know you. And I, I still have so much to learn. But it's just been lovely. You don't really hear that word a lot, do you? Oh, it's just been lovely. It has. It's been lovely getting to know you. Even the irritate the irritating ones of you. It's been lovely getting to know you. Because you've actually liked you, you talk to me, and I know you may not like me either, but that's okay. I have so much to learn, but I'm so amazed at the passion for Christ that I see in this place. There's a lot of passion. The gifts that you possess, all of you, I see people who crave the word, they crave the spirit, they crave to know what God wants us to do to talk about the things of God I hear you talking about that and whenever I get to join in those conversations I'm not lying this is not a preacher story when I get to join in those conversations the spirit burns in me you ever felt that when you start talking about the spiritual things about the things of God you get this little fire in your belly I get that which means the Holy Spirit's there which means the Holy Spirit is here It's among you. It's doing something. It's exciting for me to see. And I think that the Spirit is ready to do even more than we could possibly even ask or possibly even imagine. I mean, these gifts that I see, the love that's in this place, the light that you shine, it's brought us all here to this place in this moment on this day. And I'm excited because whenever you have new days, new years, you get to start fresh and you have new beginnings. And today we get to launch a brand new area of ministry. Very excited. So a few years ago, our staff and elders, we always talk about the future. But a few years ago, way before I was even here, they were talking about the things that they want to do as a church family. And... That one area that continued to stay on the minds of our leadership is the area of family. You know, you may have noticed I've been talking a lot about families over the last, really the last year. It's been kind of intersected and, and inserted into each one of my sermons in some way, shape, or form. I'm passionate about families. Shelly and I both are. Our leaders are passionate about families, about building up godly families, about encouraging them and, and supporting them. But, but what I've come to learn in all my years of ministry is that there is no cookie-cutter family. As much as you think about it, you may have an idea. Of when, you, when I say the word family, you may have an idea of what that looks like. But there really is no cookie-cutter family. I mean, whether you're married with 2.5 kids. the f- 0.5 is an odd one, but whether you're unmarried. Maybe, maybe you're just starting out. Maybe, maybe you're still in high school. Maybe, maybe you're, you're you know, 89 years old and have never married. Whether you're single mom, single dad. Maybe you're married again. Maybe you're divorced. Maybe you're a blended family, maybe you're an empty nester, or maybe you're widowed. Whether you're a family of one, a family of ten, there is no cookie-cutter family. But every family is important and valuable. And so whether you're a family of one, whether you're a family of ten, I know that you need support just like I do, just like my family does. You need encouragement. You need a reminder that God's promises are for you too. And regardless of your status, because families matter, and our church will only be as strong and reproductive as we want to be whenever our families realize they have a role to play. Our families, are the place in the body of Christ that our families have there's so much more we can experience there. There's a deeper level of stability and peace in Jesus Christ. And we believe that it's time to begin to focus and build up our families. The seed was planted a long time ago, and it's been slowly watered and prayed for and cared for. You know, people that you have chosen to serve alongside you, you have chosen to lead this place, have been praying for this day for so many years. And these elders and ministers, they weren't concerned with anything other than for God to help our families. Paul talks about this. There's this, This odd idea, he's talking to this bickering church in Corinth, and he mentions this one little section in 1 Corinthians 3. You can turn there if you want. It'll be on the screen too. But he's talking to these people who are so concerned with the leadership they're so concerned with whose idea it was and who's the best and who's the most influential or well spoken and so paul tells them he says this he says what after all is apollos it's one of the guys that they're arguing about he says and what is paul only servants through whom you came to believe As the Lord has assigned to each his task. He says, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. This is a a passage I have on my mind a lot. You've got to remember, I continue to remember, it's not me. It's God. He's the one making things grow. He says this, the one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field. You are God's building. We are merely servants, all of us. We're servants. The ones who come uh, here now, the ones who have come before, they have fulfilled their assignments. They've planted. They've watered. And we all have a purpose because we are all co-workers. I love love the image. You are God's field, God's building. The Johnson Street Church of Christ is God's field, God's building. And those leaders who have gone before, they've been praying for the day to come, this day that God has planned. And today we get to see what God has grown through those prayers and conversations and dreams, and we get to see a new beginning by introducing yet another layer of ministry to our families. We're, we're always ministering to families, but, but we're adding a whole other layer that's going to be focused on families, on connection, and, and we know that that connection is so important, especially in such a large church that we have. It's easy to get lost and to not know. If, if you sit on the balcony or if you sit uh, down here, you could go years without ever meeting. If you sit on this side and you sit back there, you couldn't go years without meeting. <laughs> it's true, trust me. Connection's important. So we've been talking about small groups. So y'all started small groups a long time ago. Y'all been trying to plant these seeds for connection and family for years. You know, there are even more opportunities ahead of us to seize, more opportunities to connect, more families that need to grow and need healing. And this, this is our co-mission together. So today we get to commission our brand new minister, Phil Gold, into his ministry assignment before you. So I'm going to ask if our elders, and Phil, if you'd come on down, um, just have our elders come on down. Now, this has been a very thorough process. We have had several weeks and several layers of conversation. Uh, in fact, if you, were, if you were on this, there was a family minister interview team. If you were on that, would you just kind of raise your hand and let people know? You don't have to stand up. There, there was about probably eight to, to 12 people, and they gave up time. And, you know, our elders gave up time. Phil has given up a lot of time. But we wouldn't when we began to develop this job description, we were wondering how difficult it might be for God to bring somebody to us and and all this. We were we were wondering how long it would take, and turns out there was someone already in our church who who has already ministered to our families. Someone who's been working on that. Turns out this person has over twenty years of ministry experience. Turns out this person has been praying to God for a, a way back into ministry himself for his family. I mean, isn't that great? turns out God's been planning this for some time. Isn't that great? To, God's been thinking about us. You know, Phil has a rich history in the churches of Christ. And we are blessed to be able to have this opportunity to benefit from that history. You know, every one of our family, uh, our, our ministers have, have a passion for families and an emphasis. And Phil's going to be doing the same. Uh, but, but, but Phil's primarily going to be focusing on families He'll be spending time getting to know you. He's going to be a resource for you. But he's also going to be working with our small groups. You know, small groups is another area that needs connection and that needs help and support and encouragement. Those little areas of family. So my encouragement to you, my charge for you, our church family, is this. God has grown this. We see the emerging plant. My encouragement to you in charge is to water it, help it to grow. Walk alongside of him as you do our other ministers. Get to know him. Open your doors to him like you've opened your doors to me, like you've gotten to know me. Walk alongside of him. Spend this next year getting to know he and his family. And pray for him. It's my charge for you. And Phil, where are you? I'm going to charge you too. My charge for you, elani's about to speak, and, and, and these men are going to bless you, and they're going to charge you with a new area of ministry. They're going to commission you, and, and my encouragement to you is, is to help these people grow in the love and the knowledge and the wisdom of God. Walk alongside of them. Be humble, but be strong and be bold, because God has called you to a task. One day, we're going to look back, and we're going to say, It was not about Phil. It was not about Scott. God was doing something here. Right. So my charge to you is to be the man God has called you to be and the family that He has called you to. Laney? It's great to
1: Scott because he said I wanted to say. But I think my- Tony and I become empty nesters, we're immediately, um, we have four grandchildren that just go into our house and then our family is difficult. <laughs> Make sure that uh, together uh, that we are doing the things that we need to do to have a spirit-filled church that makes sure that uh, we're we're ministering things. Uh, Seeking ministers in positions that are still open, Father, help us to for you to send the right persons to this Father, the right people uh, for us to continue to grow and to bring glory on to you, (laughs) Father. We thank you for um, this day.
0: Thank you. Thanks. As our elders go back and are released to their seats, um, I wanted to give Phil just a, a moment to say a word to. Um, these are some good men, Phil. These elders have, have blessed me in ways that, that I did not imagine. So, my encouragement to them and to you is to pray for one another. Thank you, man. I'm going to sit back here.
2: Amen. Amen. So... Jesus says that he has one mission of his life, and that is to kill the steal the each And that's all he's about. And in every one of these houses around us, there are people whose lives have lost all the way. And there's only one in your story, and that's Jesus Christ. In fact, Jesus' word for But I have a life. And so I'm excited to partner with you and the ministry of your family and helping us find ways to minister to our people and the family around us. That God would turn us loose on our neighbors, but I hope we're known in this, each and every one of us. That people on our street will know us as the chaplain on our behalf. <laughs> It's awesome. Thank you, man.
0: I'm going to encourage you at the end of the service to find Phil and Jamie. Jamie, wait, wait, just raise your hand. Wave your hand. There you go. Okay, find them, love on them, and, and, and pray over them. That would be helpful. But I'm going to give you an opportunity now. So let's all stand up together. Um, we're going to sing a, a verse of, uh, of our next song, and I'm going to encourage you to pray. Spend this time in prayer. Find an elder. They're all around pray about this ministry with them. This is all of our ministry. This is our co-mission together. God is good, and he's blessing us so we can bless the world. Let's sing together.